Good morning, Zinger Nation. Welcome back to your daily Stocks to Watch, brought to you fresh off of the Benzinga Pro News Desk. Today is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. Happy Hump Day, everybody. And a very happy Hump Day to Mr. David Willie, my illustrious co-host. How are you doing today, David? Fantastic. Thank you, Michael. As always, it's great to be with you. Good. And it's great to be. We're, we're actually broadcasting live from Detroit City, Benzinga HQ. It's great to be here. Always love getting to come back uh, to, the, to the roots, to old headquarters and, uh, and see a bunch of great faces. So if you're in Detroit, yeah, swing on by. We love seeing visitors and fans come into uh, the city. Cracking into our list for today, we'll get you your five ideas, the five things that we have been looking at and get you out onto your trading day. Stock to watch number one is Atlantica Sustainable Infrastructure. That's ticker AY. Number two, we've got UGI Corporation with ticker UGI. That's an easy one to remember. We love to see that. Uh, ticker three is Goldman Sachs. That's ticker GS. Number four, we've got Tesla on again. Uh, it's good to see Tesla on here. That's T-S-L-A for anyone who doesn't know. And number five, we've got Netflix, ticker NFLX. Starting off with Atlantica. I always want to say Atlantic or Atlantica, but it's Atlantica. Atlantis. Yeah, Atlantis Sustainable. Um, this is an interesting where we're kind of continuing a bit of the theme from yesterday. We have some, some interesting dividend yield stocks that we wanted to cover and get you a couple more ideas with a little more, a little more uh, background. We've already talked about uh, dividend structures. We wanted to have a little bit of uh, different stuff going on, but wanted to hit these for you as well. Atlantica is one that has a 7.5% dividend yield. That is a high number. RBC Capital Analyst List Shelby Tucker reiterated an outperform rating as well with a price target of $34 on May 8th. So a little old, um, but with a pretty, Shelby is a pretty accurate analyst as well. We also had JP Morgan analyst Mark Strauss maintaining a neutral rating and cut the price target from $30 to $28 way back in March. Another pretty accurate analyst. Um, in recent news, Atlantica posted a narrower than expected first quarter loss, but still that is a, that is a significant dividend yield. Atlantica, one to watch. Yeah, and it was interesting when I was looking up this company for the show, Mike, I saw that they're actually sort of a majority institutionally owned. So I think Morgan Stanley, Anderson Capital Advisors uh, have and, and some others have, you know, a majority of ownership in this company. What does that tell us about a company when it's owned by outside, com you know, these outside institutions and they own a majority, you know, over 50 percent? Sure. It's, it can be a very, uh, sometimes it can be a mixed bag. Generally, it's considered a good sign when you have these large institutional investors putting money into a company. It's often seen as a good sign on the street, usually means that they've done a lot of research. I mean, the, the big institutional players do an enormous amount of research. Uh, they do an enormous amount of digging into the companies that they end up putting money in. So a company like this, like Atlantica, if they've got a large number of institutional investment, a large number of big players, whether in private equity, whether on the street, it can be a very good sign. It can be a, a sign of confidence from some of the biggest players in the industry. Now, sometimes this can be a little complicated. Let's say there's a company that has recently been selling off and a lot of other big players are leaving. And so maybe Maybe one company like Morgan Stanley or something has a very large percentage and that percentage keeps going up simply because they're not selling. So there could be situations where a high institutional share could be you know, not always uh, what it exactly looks like, but generally considered 
a pretty good sign of confidence uh, from some of the top players on the street. So a great, a great thing to point out, stocks that have large amounts of institutional um, is, is similar. Let's say it's considered in a similar vein to insider buying. So if you have executives at the company buying their own stock, that's usually a pretty darn good sign that they're confident in the continued performance of the company in a similar way with institutional buying generally considered a good sign for companies like this. Good to know. So I suppose, yeah, if we're basing it off of institutional investment, Atlantis will not be sinking anytime. (laughs) Our second stock to watch is UGI Corporation. That's ticker UGI, which is uh, nice and helpful. Now, their dividend yield is five, uh, just over five and a half percent. So keeping on with this, uh, looking at the dividends, they're a natural gas, electricity distributor, energy distributor. You know, and according to their website, I thought this is, you know, as you said before, Mike, it's good to look at does a company um, have a history of paying dividends? And they claim that they've paid common dividends for more than 137 consecutive years. (laughs) Probably not a lot of companies can claim. Now, UGI is expected to announce the results of its third fiscal quarterly earnings on August 2nd. Um, and we have a couple of analysts who are looking at. So right now, what are we looking at with UGI? It's about $25 a share. Barclay analyst Teresa Chen has maintained an underweight rating and has slashed the price target from $40 to $37. So still over $10 above the current uh, price, but brought it down. Uh, and Teresa has a relatively high uh, accuracy rate of over 70%. Now, a Wells Fargo analyst, uh, Sarah Akers, has maintained an equal weight rating and has increased the price target from $41 to $42, so a $5 differential there. Uh, Now, that was on January the 10th, so that was um, a couple of months ago. And what what does this mean, Mike, when we see different analysts with, I know these, these aren't, you know, big, big differences, but there's definitely a different, you know, underweight versus even weight ratings. Sure. So a real quick explanation on, you'll see overweight, underweight, uh, equal weight. It's essentially they're taking uh, equivalent. So an overweight is equivalent of a buy rating. Equal rate is equivalent of a neutral and underweight is equivalent of a sell. It can be kind of counterintuitive at times, but it just means in terms of how you're looking at a portfolio of different assets, overweight means you should, maybe they're recommending that you should be putting additional weight into your calculations of, you know, whether you're going to buy this stock. So they're recommending to put more weight, overweight, and and, uh, focus on buying up more of that. So making it a bigger portion, let's say like a bigger percentage of the weight of your portfolio. Underweight is to pulling out of it. It's recommended to not necessarily be uh, an integral part of the portfolio, selling it off essentially. So the equivalents are underweight is is a sell, equal is a neutral, and overweight is a buy. And I like the question, too, because what does it mean when, you know, there are different, there's, there's always going to be different analysis coming out from different analysts, different shops. Uh, sometimes we see some very close consensus, but usually there are some dis- distance and some discrepancies between especially the big name outfits. And part of it just comes down to the processes they use, the meetings that they take with um, executives. We'll see some analysts will We'll be diving in very deeply into maybe one or two technical areas, like maybe their expertise is analysis of the bookkeeping and the accounting and the forward-looking statements and what what the future could hold, where some analysts are more focused on what are the current assets, what is going on right now, how can I best project 
profitability and stock price in the near term. So different analysts have different methodologies. And it's uh, one thing that I would recommend, I think this is a very useful thing, is if you start noticing that one or two analysts, uh, you know, specific names like Sarah Akers, Teresa Chan, if you're seeing specific names come up over and over again for stocks that you are invested in or that you're interested in, and you agree with their their hypotheses, check them out. It's, it's, I think it's a very valuable thing to follow at least a couple analysts who maybe you agree with the way that they look at the economy, maybe you agree with the way they look at specific stocks um, and follow them and, and keep tabs on what they're doing. If they, if they give, issue a report on something that you've never heard of or a stock you'd like, oh, I'd never buy that. And they, and they issue a report and they say, oh, the, this is a good one. It's, it's a very, uh, at least in my experience, a very handy way to get new ideas and to, to kind of have someone that you can, you can watch and look for news and analysis from. Stock to watch number three is Goldman Sachs Corporation. That's ticker GS. This has been a very interesting story to watch in the last couple of weeks. Goldman Sachs has been sort of downplaying and trying to temper investor expectations for their upcoming quarterly results. Uh, expectations on the street are at about $3.18 per share on revenue of a little over $10 billion, almost to $11.4 billion before the opening bell. With shares gaining a little bit in after-hours trading, this has been an interesting one because Goldman Sachs has not, I mean, really not moved down that much, even with a, a pretty concerted effort to temper and reduce expectations for earnings, down only a little less than 4% in the past six months, actually up almost 2% in the past month up in the last few days as well. So Goldman Sachs, one of those names where it's not always directly correlated if you see you know, a worse than expected quarterly results. Now, now, if the earnings come in actually significantly worse than what Wall Street expects, we could see some serious downside here. But even with sort of the expectations shifting lower and lower, we're not seeing that much movement in the price of the stock. So sometimes you'll see tickers that are just pretty darn resilient. Yeah, and it's interesting. There's, it seems like they've made a few acquisitions recently, which as well have been maybe less than popular. So perhaps this is something playing into their um, their ex lowered expectations um, going for quarterly three, quarter three. Now, our fourth stock to watch is one that will be familiar to our listeners. Uh, analysts are expecting Tesla Inc., and that's ticker TSLA, to have earned about 81 cents per share on revenue of... 24.5 billion for the latest quarter. The company will release earnings after the markets close. And Tesla shares fell a little bit to $292 in after hours trading. And um, I think we're pulling it up now. But it's interesting. I mean, Tesla stock obviously, you know, falling a little bit um, in after hours trading. But in the past few months, I mean, they have jumped a huge amount. I think it's, I was reading over 58%. In the past three months, adding over $100. Yeah, look, I mean, and now it's beginning to tick a little bit back up again, uh, their stock this morning. So also, I, I think maybe even um, maybe one thing that will be contributing to this rise is they've just rolled their first Cybertruck off the line. I think it was yesterday. So they'll probably, I'm guessing, might be a sort of hype around that. Um, and... People will be, yeah, people will be looking to what their earning reports are at the end of today. So that will be something to watch for. Yeah, if you are invested in Tesla, if whether or not you are just a player in the market, 
would highly recommend listening in on the earnings call. There's always some nuggets in there that are very valuable. Um, one of those big names that just it moves the market. Whatever the sentiment is going on, the things that are talked about on these earnings calls are always talked about tomorrow. And the, the, I'm sure we're going to be talking about Tesla again tomorrow. Tesla's been up over 170% year to date. It's been an absolute stellar stock in uh, this year. 2023 has been very, very good for Tesla. After some rocky, rocky ground on uh, 2022, big, big moves. We'll see if the stock can continue its really significant rally this year after these earnings. Stock to watch number five is Netflix, that's sticker NFLX. And they're also reporting their earnings. Expectations are at about $2.84 per share on revenue of a little over $8 billion after the closing bell today. If you have to decide between Netflix and Tesla, look, if you, if you, if you own Netflix and you don't own Tesla, listen to the Netflix uh, earnings. But, you know, I, I'd say if, if, you're, if you don't own either or you own both, listen to Tesla and watch for the get on your Benzinga Pro and watch for the watch for the blurb that tells you the, the highlights from Netflix. So slightly less important than Tesla, but still very, very valuable information, especially if you're specifically invested or looking at the software, the consumer industry. Um, I think there's going to be some interesting my prediction. This is not I don't have insider information or anything, but my prediction is they're going to be talking about those subscriber figures. They're going to be talking about how the entire experiment and implementation of forcing users to not share accounts as much. They're going to be talking about how that's going. They're going to be talking about a whole host of things. They may very well talk about the strikes going on in Hollywood. So Netflix earnings should be a very interesting one to listen in on. Uh, and definitely, I have a feeling we'll be covering uh, Tesla and Netflix tomorrow based on what the results are going to be. All right, we'll go back over our list and get you out to your trading day. Number one, we had at Atlantica. I'm going to make sure I say that right. Atlantica Sustainable Infrastructure. That's ticker AY. Number two, we had UGI Corporation. That's ticker UGI. Number three was Goldman Sachs with ticker GS. Number four is Tesla. That's ticker TSLA. And number five was Netflix. That's ticker NFLX. Hope everyone has a wonderful Wednesday, wonderful halfway point to the week, and we'll be catching you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Mr. O'Connor, it's been an honor. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.